Welcome to the Nebraska Crew Podcast, where we help college students find and follow Jesus and make disciples on campus and for a lifetime. In this episode, we continue our discussion on the growth model from Dr. Henry Cloud, and we get into the specifics of the keys to development in order to become mature Christians. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back to episode three. I'm James. I'm here with Leanne and Sarah. We are continuing our conversation on the growth model from Dr. Henry Cloud. So what we're going to do in this episode is we're going to talk about these keys to development. Uh, and, and Henry Cloud gives us four of them. Uh, and we're going we're gonna to see how many we can get through, hopefully, in this episode. And, and it'll probably be a little, little chaotic as we talk about them because they're all interrelated. But these four keys to development are bonding, boundaries, um, good, bad split, and then adulthood and authority. So, so just kind of to throw it out there at the beginning, Leanne and Sarah, like which one of these do you think, you know, for a typical college student is one of the more difficult ones to, to embrace and to develop? I think that, I think one that like most students probably like don't, know a lot about is like boundaries I think that's something that I'm still discovering in my life and like realizing my need for yeah um just setting boundaries in my life so that like I can be better at the things that I do rather than trying to like take on too much I think a lot of students take on a lot and then burn out or like don't have much capacity to do the things they want to do I know like for me in college coming and being like a part of crew in college, it was probably one of the first times that I was in vulnerable relationships with others and really like allowed others to see, yeah, like the hurts in my life and allowed others to enter into that and to receive like healing and forgiveness for those things. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think the bonding part is really difficult. Um, especially for students who maybe they didn't have great relationships with their family or they weren't a part of a church when they were growing up. And so they come to college, maybe they became a Christian late in high school or first part of college, you know, so they're, they're not really properly bonded to God yet because they don't have just the chronological years of experience in a relationship with God, but then also with people might be really difficult for them to connect depending on what their family life is like. Um, And that's where, you know, discipleship can get really complicated and messy because everybody's messy. We're all messy and we bring this baggage into our relationship with God and then the the relationship with the Christians that we're around. So Leanne, what do you, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I think they're all, really important um but as a college student I think maybe just the adulthood aspect Mm -hmm. um you know you've related to your parents up until college in a different way than when you suddenly leave home um you know you're under their authority when you're under their roof and then suddenly when you become an adult I think the way God designed it is that we would relate to our parents differently I mean there's still 
you know, in your life and involved in your life, but um, learning and I guess just in relationships across the board, um, you know, how you relate to people, do you relate to them as an equal or do you see yourself always under someone or over someone? So trying to figure out how you um, relate with people, I guess. Yeah, I'm going to read this from from Henry Cloud, where he says adults know what they believe. They think through the things for themselves. They make decisions, don't depend on the approval of others for survival. And they have an area or areas of real expertise. And during college, those are the things that you're trying to figure out. You're trying and to your develop. parents are trying to figure out too. You know, yeah. it's a it's a delicate balance between parents allowing their kids to be adults and kids becoming adults. So that adds yes. a unique element in there as well. Totally, for sure. So all of this stuff, you know, is you need it all to grow, and we'll kind of get into it a little bit. But but maybe first. Let, let's talk about how you do these things with others in community and the importance of that. And maybe we've never felt before 2020 how important community was. And then we were told we couldn't be around each other. Uh, and so maybe some of these things in, um, you know, in students that are listening or that we've worked with have been stunted because they haven't been able to be around people as much. So, so just in, in your own lives, talk about like how community has been vital for you to develop bonding boundaries and have a sense of your own self as, as an adult, uh, your purpose, your mission. Um, and then we didn't talk about the good, bad split. And so we'll get to that in a minute, but uh, um, hopefully everybody is on the edge of their seat. Like what the heck does that mean? What is good, bad split? But why, why is it important to seek growth with community? For me, I am a pretty big introvert and like pretty kept to myself. Um, I was bullied when I was younger. And so I think I have always just like really feared what other people would think about me if I opened up or like, I think I just feared that if I was honest with someone and like asked for help or asked for their accountability, that like they would be standing over me, like with an iron fist, like, why aren't you changing? Why aren't you trying harder? Um, and so I think I was always afraid to like open up about my struggles because I didn't want that kind of accountability relationship in my life. Um, but yeah, I think when I found that I, like I did start to open up or I found, um, friends and other staff women that I trusted, I just, yeah, I, I realized like, oh, like they're not standing there judging me. They're like giving me appropriate grace and truth and helping me grow. Um, and yeah, I think once I realized that I, I was like, wow, like being vulnerable with other women is so important. And like, yeah, like I receive grace when I mess up, but they also push me and encourage me to keep going and to keep pursuing, even if I like mess it up. Um, so I think I've seen, yeah, that be like really huge in my life. And yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, I think I had this experience once with a guy. I was on the the giving end and not the receiving, but this one, this example just pops out where he was going through like basically the end of a marriage. And I think, I don't really know all the details, but was basically going to get divorced. 
And I remember looking at him and I said, I don't think you should get divorced based, based on what he told me. I said, but I will love you even if you do. And I just remember the look in his eye. This is a guy who was 20, 25 years older than me. And he looked at me like, you're my real friend. And I don't always get that right. But in that moment, I think I had the grace and truth. Like, I don't think you should do this. But even if you did, I'm not going to leave you. You know, I'm not going to abandon you. And for him, that moment it was just community with us too, was somebody was going to listen to him and, and take it in and empathize with him and tell him it was hard. But then, you know, kind of be there to wrap my arms around him and, and say, um, you know, I'm still here for you. I'm not going to, I'm not going to let you go. And if, so if, if we, if we don't have that in life, then we can't develop these other things because who is going to be there to show us tangibly God's grace and tangibly God's truth. Yes. You can read about it in the Bible. You totally can. And that would, you know, that is in some ways sufficient, but God also gives us relationships so it can be fleshed out, like literally fleshed out in flesh and blood. Somebody can talk to you, hug you, cry with you, um, you know, confront you, all the one another's that we read about in the Bible, right? Love one another, teach one another, correct one another, forgive one another, kiss one another. We don't do that one during COVID, but yeah. So I think that we, I probably haven't experienced it enough within community. It's like real, honest, raw, grace plus truth over time community. Sorry, that was a rant. Um, Leanne, <laughs> do you have any, anything that comes to mind? Yeah, just the, the fact that I think God designed us to be in community. And you think about he himself has existed in community for all of eternity with God, the uh, father, God, the son, God, the Holy Spirit. And, mm-hmm. you know, even as infants, uh, we are designed to um, to bond with our mothers and our fathers. And, you know, there's been studies that have been done that infants whose physical needs were met. In other words, they were fed, they yeah. were diapered, they were... Um, their physical needs were met, but they weren't held, definitely do not grow, develop emotionally the same way that kids that are held, cuddled, snuggled, taken care of do. And so we were just, we were designed for connection with people and to be living in community. So that's good. So basically we need people to change our spiritual diapers and (laughs) hug us, hold us, feed us a bottle. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's talk about this good-bad split, which actually might be my favorite part of this model, this growth model. Uh, And I think it's particularly important when we look at the social media landscape today. We mentioned in the last episode how easily people can just be self-proclaimed truth-tellers with little grace for people who may think differently than them. So, this kind of happens in two ways. And I, I think I'm, I think I'm getting this right. Leanne is our resident expert when it comes to Henry cloud, but we could basically see ourselves as all good or all bad, but we could also see the people around us, our community as all good or all bad. And we just, we tend to lump everything together. You know, you have a failure, you do something you shouldn't, you say something, you feel something, you think whatever. Oh, I'm all bad. How could God love me? How could my friends ever stay committed, committed to me? 
Uh, and then on the other hand though, is the, well, you know, you're having, you're having a good day. Maybe you had a good time, quiet time in the word. And you just seem to be walking on cloud nine. Everything's all good. And you kind of just forget that you need the gospel and that you need Jesus. So again, this is, I think this is just so important for how we see ourselves and how we see our surrounding culture. Um, so let's get into a little bit, this good, bad split. Leanne, am I hitting nail on the head there? Is that kind of the, yeah. the paradigm? Yeah. I think the way um, Henry Cloud described it in the video that we watched last time was every day we wake up with the reality that things aren't the way they should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we see the ideal of what we wished were true or life were perfect or X, Y, Z. But then we realize the reality that that is not a reality. Um, and so we yep. live in that gap between the ideal and reality and trying to figure out how do we live in this fallen world that isn't ideal. Yeah. The way we be. And so, yeah, then there, we always have three responses. One, we can deny, deny um, anything good so we can go all bad. Um, we can deny anything bad so we can live kind of like you were saying, James, in the clouds, thinking that everything's fine. Um, or we can just embrace the reality that, um, Mm. that we aren't in the ideal. Yeah. And also like with everything, um, Leanne just said, I also, I watched like a short clip that Henry Cloud did um, talking about this and just talking about how we see like other people with like the good bad split and he was just like saying how like yeah like everyone has both good and bad in them but when we interact with someone and they like let us down we go like oh my gosh like they're terrible I can't believe they would do that like they're such a terrible person yeah and we like go into these situations forgetting that like you know, like they have bad in them too. They're not a perfect human, but we're holding them to like this perfect standard, which if we hold someone to that standard, they're only going to let us down because they're not perfect. Um, But I think that really helped me even just like in my marriage, just being like, yeah, I think I do that to TD a lot. I think I like when he lets me down, I'm like, how could you do that to me? But even just like realizing that, remembering that helps me respond differently. Um, when those things do happen. Yeah. Yeah. So as a, as a staff team, we watched, we're watching these lectures from Dr. Cloud. And in the last one, he talked about the, the frustration we feel when things aren't the way that we want. And he said, basically like I'm summing, I'm paraphrasing, like you should feel that way because this is not the way that your life was meant to be right. You were made for intimate, sweet fellowship with your creator face to face. And you don't have that because of sin and brokenness. And that is an obstacle. Um, And we always have this ideal out in front of us. And yet we can't get it because of, because of sin. And that was so helpful to me. Like I thought, okay, like my frustration, like in and of itself, isn't evil, right? It's, it's actually this discontentment with the, the evil that's in me and around me. Um, And I, I, I don't, I don't know if that's helpful for, you know, the people listening in, but for me, I was like, that is so good. 
because it reminds me that when I stop being frustrated, I'm in trouble because then I, I don't desire to change. I don't desire to grow. I'll just say, okay, well, that's just the way I am. I guess I'm always going to be like that. I'm always going to struggle with that. I don't know if you guys identify with that, but that was super helpful. That last video that we watched really just like, yeah, I don't know. I think it just like challenged me, like navigating the gap between where you're at and what your ideal is. And even just like how we talked about like embracing where you are at and like experiencing where you're at, navigating that gap, I think is important too. I think for me, it's easy to like, yeah, just be like, this is where I want to be. This is how I'm going to get there. And I forget to like experience the hard things or like I glaze over them or I don't really know if that relates to what we're talking about, but I think it's just reminded me too of like, it's okay to mourn or it's okay to, yeah. Like we talked about this morning, like lament or be sad or I don't know. And that helps you navigate to where you want to go. But yeah, I think half the battle for me is realizing that life is not always going to be perfect and people are going to let me down and it's okay. Like I just have to remember that I can't have these unrealistic expectations on people or my life or circumstances and just learning how to reconcile that good and bad that we all experience in life and relationships. I think just being aware (laughs) of my unrealistic expectations sometimes is half the battle. That's so good. That's so good. All right. In our last few minutes, let's focus on the the boundaries part. Um, I've heard Leanne give a boundaries talk a couple times. Uh, I think for students, this is so important to understand to mature in order to become an adult, like part of being an adult is being able to understand boundaries, but let's think about it. And for the next few minutes in the context of ministry on campus. Uh, and so for those listening, you might be like, you know, you might be a college student involved with crew or another campus ministry, but you're also a student taking 12 hours, 15 hours, 18 hours. You probably have a job, you know, you want to have a life. Uh, you want to play intramural sports or do another club or something like that. And so it's easy for, for us as campus ministers to say, well, they said no to this thing. They must, they must not really be that spiritual. They must not really be committed to Jesus or campus ministry, but that might not be the case at all. Now, on the other side of the spectrum, there are students who say yes to everything, and then they never do anything really well. So maybe let's talk about that for a minute. How, do, how, can, how can a student in college grow in that area of, of creating boundaries and then, and then not feeling guilty about it. Cause I think in our American society, we feel guilty when we say no to people, like we're, we should always be on, we should always be ready to do everything, but that's really not reality. That's not seeing the truth. It really helps me to think about a basic definition of what boundaries are. And if you think about boundaries as being your property line, It's something that you are responsible for. And so if you think about your yard, you might have a gate or a fence around your yard, but not just a fence, a fence with a gate. Mm -hmm. And so boundaries are those things that we choose to either allow into our lives or we let other people see. And so Mm -hmm. it's learning what am I responsible for in my own life? I'm responsible for my own feelings. I'm responsible for my own 
desires. I'm responsible for my responsibilities. So it's learning um, what things you can say yes to and what things you can say no to based on you and you alone, not on other people's desires, not on other people's wishes, but you yourself. So that it really helps me to think about boundaries as a property line and what am I going to let on my property and what am I going to um, give away that's mine to give away. That's really good. Good illustration. And I think on the other side of the fence, see what I did there? The other side of the fence, the person who is receiving the no, for example, or the gate closed, a part of their growth is to, to be able to hear no and accept it. Um, I've, I've, I've learned this and I've talked to some other people about it. Like in American culture, we just need to be able to say like, Hey, you know, can you help me um, with this? this thing I'm doing on this weekend. Uh, no, I can't. I need to be able to say, okay, thanks. And, and then drop it. But, but we can so easily go, well, they must not like me. They must not want to be around me. Uh, but that's usually not the case. And so it kind of goes both ways where it's like, you can give no and, and be ready to receive it, but then also have the freedom to say, yes, like I, I do want to help and, and serve in this way. Um, uh, and I, I don't know how to know the difference, but I think having the freedom uh, and having the sense of, uh, like you were saying, Leanne, like maturity or security to know is so important. And it takes time to get there, right? It just takes time. I just had a conversation with my 12-year-old daughter half an hour ago. She was asking if we could call someone or if we could go see someone, one of her friends. And I said... Um, no, because I have to work this afternoon, but you could call and invite them to our house. And she said, well, I don't want to call and invite them to our house because maybe they're busy and they couldn't do it. And I said, well, then they could just say, no, they can't. And that's fine. And so I had this little conversation that's with awesome. her. It's good for people to, to tell us no. And it's also good for us to hear no from people. Um, so she, you know, that's a boundary issue for her. Like she didn't want to encroach on their boundaries. If they couldn't do it, she didn't want to put them in that position. And I said, no, it's good for people to tell you no. And it's good for you to learn to hear no from people. That's great. And I, this isn't necessarily a part of the growth model, but it made me think of, the community aspect again, where when we are in this process of growth, we do need to ask for help, but sometimes we don't want to because we don't want to infringe on other people's boundaries. Oh, well, they probably wouldn't want to pray with me. They probably wouldn't want to study that passage with me. They probably wouldn't want to, I mean, you fill in the blank. They wouldn't, they wouldn't want to go to coffee with me so they could hear about this thing I'm struggling with. Um, well, if they don't want to, they can say no. They're they're hopefully a big boy or big girl, and and this is adult world, right? That's how adults should function. So, I I want to be the kind of person that can say, if I want to pursue someone in community for my growth and their growth, I need to initiate. I need to ask and be open. But I also I'm going to give them the freedom if they don't want that. You know, I can't make them. I just go, I've tried, tried the next thing, try the next person, the next friend, whatever it is. So I know that can be a struggle for people, especially if you are, you know, if you're not, if you're not wired that way to just be, I'll talk to anybody. It could be really paralyzing, right. To get rejected. 
um, and probably at the at the heart, at the core of it, we none of us want to face rejection. So we would rather not ask. And we'll just say, my boundary will be, I'm not going to talk about it at all, which is not healthy either. Yeah, and we need to remember that no is not always a rejection and yeah. not to take a no personally, but to believe the best in other people and respect their boundary with that they say no to. But yeah, it's not necessarily a no to you or a no to forever, but just it's a no for now. For sure. No, I think all of what you guys are saying is like so good and so relatable. And I think too, even like what you're saying of like, if you reach out to someone and like they say no, or even it, like, yeah, I think for me, I struggle a lot with like, I feel responsible for their enjoyment or like mm. I feel it's like I think that's a boundary thing too of like I am not responsible for if that person says yes but they actually don't want to that's not my responsibility that's that's their responsibility um but yeah I, I I've been learning a lot about boundaries in my own life and I think yeah I a lot of um what I struggle with is like, I, I feel, yeah, like I feel guilty if I don't do enough or I feel, I feel responsible for other people's problems or their growth or, mm. um, and so I feel like I, I try to take that on myself and yeah, I am not responsible for those things. And yeah. when I try to be responsible, it just makes me feel burned out and yeah, I can't do it all. And yeah, I don't know. No, I think that's really good. And I guess even a good note to end on when you think about students in ministries, right? Like if you're leading a group, like I felt like this, like this kid is just not, he's not showing up. He doesn't, he comes, he doesn't, he hasn't read the the scriptures all week. Um, He doesn't really desire to know God at all or, or grow in his love for him. And as a leader in a ministry, you can really like shoulder that weight, and then you start to feel like, well, I must be a really horrible leader, or maybe I'm not cut out for this. Now, I mean, th- th- there, there may be something that you could do better, sure. But to put that burden on yourself is just not healthy, right? It actually keeps you from growing because um, you're, you're not appropriately, um, you know, shepherding people. You're, you're trying to do it all for them, or you feel guilty if they fail, um, at the same time, that person is learning how to become an adult, right? And take responsibility for their own life and their own actions. And so that's the messy part of community. It's like, well, we're in this together, but, but I also can't live to please every person and be Superman. You know, I can't be Jesus for everybody because I'm not Jesus and there's only one Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, one really quick like thing that you just said that reminded me of something else um, for one of like Dr. Cloud's videos is he talks about like good fear and bad fear. And like what you were just saying just kind of reminds me of like, we can't live in fear of, yeah, other people's thoughts of us or other people's, yeah, like if they're not growing or we can't, we can't live in fear. And he talks about like, we there's two kinds of fear. There's good fear, there's bad fear. Like, obviously we need fear because if someone's like chasing us down an alley at, <laughs> at night in the dark, we need to run away. We need to yep. be scared. But he's like, there's also good fear. Like we have fear about things that lead to good outcomes. Yep. 
and we can't shy away from those things. We need to press into those things and yeah, face those fears. Yep. That's good. And, and to bring it kind of full circle back to grace over truth plus time, which we talked about in the first episode is all of this takes time. And so you can't, you can't beat yourself up if you don't have it and have it down in a semester or a year and give other people grace, right? While you give them the truth and help them see reality. But as we help people to grow, as students help other students to grow, as students help us to grow, like we're all on this journey together where it's like, hey, it's up and down. It's two steps forward. It's one step back. Uh, This is messy. And that's why Jesus talked about parables like the mustard seed, right? Starts out small, but then it grows and it gets big, but it takes a long time, right? You don't don't get a, a, a tree overnight. You know, it's years before it's full grown. I got a big oak tree in my backyard. It's huge, but it's still growing. I know it's growing because it's buckling the treehouse that's built around it. It takes a long time to get to full maturity. And, uh, but eventually by God's grace and truth, we do get there. So well, awesome. This has been so good. Uh, if you're listening, I hope it's been helpful. We'll be back next week uh, talking about a different thing, probably different people on the podcast too. So Leanne, Sarah, thanks for joining me. And for those listening, Take care. Thanks for listening to the Nebraska Crew Podcast. For more information about Crew, go to crew.org. Or to get in touch with our team, send us an email at nebraskateam at crew.org.